What's up, everybody? This is the Welcome to the Show podcast brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. Also, have you reviewed our podcast yet? Please take two minutes to leave a five-star rating and a review for the Welcome to the Show podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. It helps people to find our show. All right, so today, guys, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to speculate a little something-something about Christian Yelich. We're going to talk about Jose Ramirez a little bit. We're going to have a discussion about Max Max Scherzer really quick. Hopefully, we'll be we'll fill out an all-star ballot together here on the show. And then later on, I have an NBA question for my co-host, CT. What's good, an CT? NBA qu- an NBA question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm just going to say this from the beginning. I have the hiccups, guys, so it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And just apologizing ahead of time. No gimmicks here. These are serious hiccups. We spent the last 10 minutes trying different remedies to try to solve this problem. It's it's un- it's unsolvable. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Maybe baseball's the cure. We shall find out. Let's get into it. All right, CT. So the first thing is Christian Yelich. So, so one, he's been dealing with a, with with some back issues. So he's he's got he's he's missed games on two separate occasions now because he's dealing with back stiffness. But when he's on the field, it seems like in every other game he's hitting a home run. So through forty eight games this season, he already has twenty one home runs, and that got me thinking. And they got me thinking, the guys that have hit 60 or more home runs, how many home runs have they had through 48 games in their respective seasons? And and this is what I got. So it, when Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs in 1927, he had 18 home runs through 48 games. So Christian Yelich is ahead of Babe Ruth. Through 48 games in 1961, uh, Roger Maris has 16 home runs. That season, he has 61. In 1998, Mark McGuire had 24 through 48 games. He finished the season with 70. In 1999, Mark McGuire did it again. He had 65 that year, but he only had 15 through 48 games. Sammy Sosa had 9 through 48 games in 1998. He had 17 through 48 games in 1999. He had 14 through 48 games in 2001. And Barry Bonds had 26 through 48 games in 2001 as well. So only of all those eight instances, only twice... Has a player had more home runs than Christian Yelich has um, through 48 games? That was Mark McGuire in 1998, and that was Barry Bonds in 2001. So that's crazy! Wow. Right? Here's my question: Do you? So what do you think? Do you think that? Oh, oh, and another thing, by the way, since he's missed games, I I calculated this too. If he were to play at this pace that he's currently playing on, where he's he, you know, out of every 55 games, he misses seven games. He plays 48. That means that by the end of the season, he would he he's on pace to play 141 total games, and his home run total currently, uh, he's on pace for 62. So, wow. do you think do you think that Yelich could do it? Do you think he's he could be the next member of the of the 60 home run club? I thought you were going to ask me if I think Yelich is on steroids because everybody on that list besides Babe Ruth and Roger Maris uh, took PEDs. Truth. Do I think Yelich could do it? Oh, man. Uh. I don't know, man. I I feel like Stanton, the year that Stanton hit fifty eight or fifty nine, he was on a pretty ridiculous pace and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Yelich. I don't think anybody's hitting 60, 60 home runs. Uh, I, 
I think that so, and that's a good point that you made about the steroids. Um, the guys that have done it, six of those eight instances were done by guys who have tested not well. They haven't tested positive for steroids, but they ha- have been accused or implicated in steroid abuse. And in the case of Barry Bonds, there was documentation. In the case of Sammy Sosa, I don't think there was. It was just speculation. And in Mark McGuire's case, we know from from the FBI agent Greg Stasekul that he did he was taking steroids. Um, but yeah, so, but the difference now is no, there's no steroids, you know, that we know of involved, but there is a juiced baseball. So, um, home runs are flying that, well, yeah, we think, and you know, I, I think that if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, um, (laughs) because home runs are up. They're insane right now. Everybody's hitting home runs. No, they really are. Yeah, they really are. And, and. I'm seeing I'm seeing guys hit home runs where it looks like they didn't even catch all the all of the ball, mm-hmm. and it's oppo and it still goes over over the fence. It's yeah, crazy. you have guys like Brett Gardner who was you know was projected to be a bench player this season. He has eight home runs already. That's that's a lot for a guy like a guy like Brett, Brett Gardner. That's on he's on pace for like twenty five plus. Um, you have guys like Gary Sanchez who doesn't play every day uh, and miss parts of of the beginning of the year. He already has fifteen home runs. Um, you have guys like like the next guy is is uh, Cody Bellinger, but this is the thing. This is, this is the impressive thing about Christian Yelich. Uh, Christian Yelich's pace is that Cody Bellinger has 19 home runs, but he's played more games, so he's on pace to hit 57. So we're including in 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 including in calculating this pace for Christian Yelich. We're in, we're anticipating that he's going to miss more games, um, and he's still is projected to exceed the 60 home run limit. And it just seems like everything, everything this guy touches is flying. So yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, man. That's the most impressive thing about this. He's missed that many games. When you said first 48, I thought we were talking about his first 48, but we're just talking about the first 48, 48 games. For no, his no, no. Team. We're talking about his. Four, so his team has played 55 games. Oh, okay. He's okay. played four in 48 of them. No, but still the fact that he has, you know, he's missed that much time and he leads the majors in home runs. Yeah. Um I just don't know what it is about that number 60 that I just don't see happening. But if it happens, I'd be I'd be the happiest kid in the world because it's something that you know, you're lucky to catch yeah. once every two decade two decades or whatever it is, unless you grew up in the 90s like we did. Um and we saw it <laughs> Sammy Sosa did it three times, McGuire did it twice, Barry Bonds did it. Yeah. But yeah. And, I mean, and I would be I'd be super excited if he if he did it. But then I think back to Giancarlo Stanton's MVP season, and he couldn't do it. And I feel like he was, his pace was crazy at that at that point. Yeah, and and uh, Christian Yelich. The crazy thing about Christian Yelich is, is that one season in two two thousand and fifteen, he played one hundred and twenty six games, and he only hit seven home runs. Um, two thousand and fourteen, he played one hundred and forty four games. He hit nine home runs, and then when his power production started to go up, he hit twenty one in twenty sixteen. And 81, that's not true, 18, wow, imagine, 18 in 2017. And now all of a sudden, he's this, like, elite power hitter, like, out of nowhere at age 26, 27. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, at least Cody Bellinger came into the league as, like, a a power hitting rookie. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't, I don't think anybody could have ever projected Christian Yelich being, like, this, you know, putting out this kind of power production. That's. I mean, look at the class of people that he's in: Sammy Sosa, McGuire, Bonds. Like, I, I would have never, I would have never guessed that Christian Yelich could do this, and he doesn't even 
I don't know. He just looks like he looks kind of too skinny for for a guy to be doing this. This, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see here. Hold on one second. That's not the right year. What was the year? Was it 2017 that Giancarlo Stanton hit 59 home 2016. runs? 2016. 20, yeah, 2017 because, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He becomes a Yankee. <laughs> he becomes a Yankee the year after. So that year, <laughs> through 48 games, he had 13 home runs. So he's even ahead of Giancarlo Stanton's piece. But I remember that was the season that Giancarlo made the, the adjustment to his batting stance. And mm-hmm. he closed his stance even more. And then he, he, I think in like 48 games or some shit, he had like 30 home runs or something. I don't want to exaggerate, but it was something. No, yeah, it was. It was something it crazy was something like, like that. that. Like towards the, on the second half of the seasons when he really started turning it up. But he played 159 games that year. Yeah. And he only hit 59. So, but then again, uh, I don't consider the, Mar- I don't consider the Marlins <laughs> ballpark as a, <laughs> I don't consider the Marlins ballpark as like a home run hitters ballpark so who knows what would have happened if he played elsewhere yeah and so and another thing that you brought up with the sammy sosa that he did it three times here's another interesting fact that i I think i've thought of before but it it was re-illustrated for me today he's the only player to have hit 60 or more home runs and not lead the league in home runs in any of those seasons so in 1998 he hit uh 66 but mark mcguire hit 70 that year in 1999 He hit 63. Mark McGuire hit 65. In 1999, nobody, I mean, 2000, nobody nobody hit 60 or more. Um, in 2001, he hit 64, but Barry Barnes hit 73. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And isn't he also the only one to do it three times? He's the only one to do it three times. Mark, Mark McGuire did it twice. Sammy Sosa did it three times. Everybody else has only done it once. Yeah, that's crazy insanity hall of, man hall of famer man get him in the hall of fame hall of famer sammy sosa the the pink panther <laughs> <laughs> oh man that one hurt these hiccups are these, the best, they're man. throwing me off i can't even get like a thought a point across because any at any moment you know i could just let one go would you all right so would you be surprised if christian yelich was a story came out tomorrow christian yelich has been suspended 80 games for PED use? hell yeah i would be surprised yeah, me too. He doesn't seem like the guy. Like he's That's what I meant. He looks he I know I know you I you look at a guy like A-Rod A-Rod compared to Sosa, Bonds or Maguire. A-Rod didn't look anywhere near that buff and mm-hmm. we knew those other guys were on steroids, even Jose Canseco, whatever. But Christian Lynch doesn't even look like I mean, I put him in like the Javi Baez Javi Baez category of like body type. But he's he's a lot lankier, obviously. He's very lanky. But I consider yeah, yeah but I consider those guys like skinnier guys, you know. Yeah. Um. But Javi Baez is another one. His, he's he's become like a a power hitter. Yeah. And the the so looking at Baseball Savant right now, which I recommend everybody check out Baseball Savant. Shit's Great the bomb. Website. Um. Christian Yelich this season he has increased his launch angle. He's at twelve point nine, which is high for him. Um. And his exit velocity is through the roof. It's ninety four point four. He's in the top one percent of the league in exit velo. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, surprising. He's been top six before, top 7%, top 4%. He's always been in the top 10%, but now he's in the top 1% of the league. Um, he's just on fire, man. He's he's in one of those streaks right now. The reason why I think that he could do it, one, is because 48 games is a big sample size. That's Essentially, that's close to a third of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And it just seems, at some point, guys like this cool off, and he just hasn't yet. So, 
yeah. don't know. It just it, it just reminds me of of the the you know the Sosa the 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 Maguire year. Like Maguire, I feel like Maguire never cooled off in 1998. I feel like Barry Bonds never cooled off in 2001. Um, yeah. And and this guy misses time for back issues, comes back and smacks a home run in his first game back. Like it's just like he's just on. He it just seems like he's completely locked in. So I be, I think he could do it. Yeah, we could just be looking at a player in his prime. I mean, he's only 27. He's yeah, he's 27 years you old. Know? Can you imagine? So, oh my god! Imagine he's the, he's just this player for like the next five years. <laughs> wow. I mean, the Yankees w- would be probably like, "Fuck, man, we got the wrong guy." Yeah, we could have had we could have had Yelly. Imagine. Oh my god! Just cream my pants. <laughs> TMI. All right. <laughs> I, mean, nah, I mean, whatever, man. Do you, Sometimes people cream their pants. Sometimes it's you know, it's part My of the. God, I'm I'm dying over here. I apologize. <laughs> Next topic. So let's stick to the steroids thing really quick because I just wanna I just want to make this completely clear to everyone who's listening out there. I'm not accusing this this player of of using PEDs, um, but the slump that he's currently in is is insane and it's making me wonder if the player that we had been seeing for the three years in which he was on fire was the result of performance enhancing drugs and that this player is really who he was in the beginning of his career and i'm talking about jose ramirez so okay i'm gonna give you some numbers really quick before breaking out in 2016 Jose Ramirez was a 239, 298, 346 hitter. That's average on base and slugging. 239, 298, 346. That's before breaking out in 2016. When he broke out in 2016, since then, um, he's been... No, at the peak from 2016 to 2018, that's the peak of his career, uh, he was hitting 300, 375, and 533. And he was an all-star. MVP caliber, this, this, and that. Then in May 30th of 2018, that's that's a year, this like a couple days from now, a year ago, basically, um, a story came out of the Dominican Republic saying that Jose Ramirez was going to get suspended because he was using PEDs or whatever. It was eventually classified as a hoax. And then this happened. Since that story broke, he's hitting 227, 342, 406, which isn't that bad. That, you know, it's not good, but it's not, you know, atrocious. Then let's fast forward a little bit to August 15th. Let's say he stopped using steroids, right, around May 30th. Let's say that it took a month, maybe two months to wear off, and, his, you know, now he's, you know, regular Jose Ramirez. Since then, he's hitting 182, 302, and 293. And this since season... The end, since he's, the end of 2018, he's been... Since August 15th, 2018, 182 on uh, average, 302 on base, 293 slugging. That's from August 15th until today. And wow. this season, he's hitting 197 with a 297 on base and a 295 slugging. And I want to remind yeah. you again, here, here, here was his numbers before he broke out. 236, 298, 346. This season, I'm going to say that again, 197, 297, 295. So his on base is identical and from when he bef- what he was before he broke out. And his uh, his slugging is just slightly lower this season so i i'm saying that maybe he didn't get caught maybe that story was a hoax but maybe it scared the shit out of him to, to enough to make him stop using and he reverted back to the player that he was before maybe 
He could also be too. Maybe he's maybe lied about his age, and instead of twenty six, we're looking at a thirty six year old <laughs> or something. But still, that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't account for the last three years where he was an MVP caliber. MVP caliber and his and his and his WAR, if you want to use that as a measure, was increasing every season. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the story comes out and, and the shit hits the fan, and now his his WAR is negative negative zero. You know what I mean? Jesus. Or below I zero. Know, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. Um, it's just I feel like he got accused of that pretty early in the season last year, and he still had a pretty decent season. But you're right, I do remember him, do remember him slumping towards the end. Well, of he, it all he had a decent season overall. He had a decent yeah. season overall because the 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 first half before he he was accused, he was a he was a monster. He was the best player yeah, in I baseball. Remember. I remember. And then he got accused, and the shit hit the fan. I mean, his numbers again since being accused. Uh, two thirty nine. No, no, no. That's not true. Hold on. Uh, since being accused, two twenty seven, three forty two, four hundred two. Um, that's not the Jose Ramirez that we had that we had been seeing. Not even close. Yeah. And the thing is that the one the one stat the one stat that would that would show you uh, you know, I guess that that you know that that shouldn't move in any way, shape, or form that might be affected by batting average, but not because of your walk rate is is his on base percentage. His on base percentage. At his peak was 375. His average was 300. Then he stops using. It drops to 300. And then it stays around two, like around that 300 mark. The, that number is the most constant out of all of them. So th- yeah. it's telling me that everything else is declining. It's not his eyes. You know what I mean? He's still seeing the yeah. ball the same way. Um, I think he might be right, man. I think he, he might be one of those that used and... Maybe he maybe he wanted to do what you know everybody else did use it until he can sign that big contract. But maybe he did get scared for the ac- because of the accusations. But I don't know. It's it's unfortunate if that's exactly what happened. Um, and it sucks too be- because he was like a very good two way player. You know he was he was and he was good at multiple positions too. Mm-hmm. Another Dominican goes down. I what mean, I, do? I hope that is not true. Again, he never got caught. Never tested positive. He wasn't suspended after that story came out, but I just find it really suspicious that since then we've seen a different player, or or rather we've we we got the player that he was before the breakout. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, uh, 2013 to, to 2015, where he was essentially a 200, 250 hitter, 300 on base guy, couldn't even exceed 400 slugging, like. I don't know. I, again, I like Jose. I like Jose Ramirez in the fantasy league. I traded Clayton Kershaw for Jose Ramirez because I believe that he was going to break out of this. But I think at this point, we're this. This is a year's worth of of data. I think this is it. I, if he gets out of this, I, I'd be surprised to be honest. Yeah, even I tried trading for him. You you turned it down, but that's okay. What are you going to do, right? Um, I want to look at his Statcast numbers real quick. So I want to see if it's impacted his um damn there's a lot of Defen- Ramirez's defense? No, if it's impacted like his exit velocity or if he's trying to uppercut oh. the swing cuz maybe there's another explanation for it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, doing, I mean we're doing the old uh I, go ahead. Honestly, I honestly don't think he's going to turn around this year. I don't see it happen. We it's like you said we already have dating back to last season, but it's already been a pretty you know, he's already played 2 months of baseball and He's not so showing much improvement since. If anything, numbers should be inflated in the beginning, not this bad, you know? Yeah. 
So it's going to be hard for him to dig himself out of this one. Um, but not just Jose, not just Jose Ramirez, though. What about the Indians? Like, they're not – I don't consider them one of those playoff contending teams as I always used to for the past four or five years, you know? Yeah. I think I – think, and I think that Jose Ramirez plays a huge role in that because last year – we were comparing Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, that dynamic duo, to JD yeah. Martinez and Mookie Betts. All of a sudden, you're yeah. you know, it's like it's like the the Boston Red Sox losing JD Martinez tomorrow. Yep. You know, I know that he hasn't been the JD Martinez that he was last season, but he ha- you know he's not hurting the team either. At this point, Jose Ramirez is flat out just hurting his team. I think. Yeah, I'm looking at the Indians. They're one game under 500. They're 10 games back from the twins who are in first place the twins i don't know how the hell but maybe yeah. getting rid of joe mauer is something to do with it maybe the they new manager finally, rocco baldelli maybe the new man yeah maybe the new manager but I, I saw a stat they're the best team offensively in away games what did i do picked up a pitcher that they were going to face away nice. that day guy gave up like seven seven runs Mm-hmm. Be- best re- best run differential in baseball they're on pace to break the Yankee, uh, the Yankees' record set last year in home runs. Um, that yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't See, mean to, I don't mean to toot my horn, CT, but I said it at the beginning of the season: the Minnesota Twins are going to be good this year. No, I, I, I don't think I denied it. Denied you. I'm surprised that they have a better run differential than the Astros. Wow. Yeah, by 20 runs. The Astros, the Astros were ahead of everybody a couple of weeks ago by a lot. But so the I'm twins, the twins are just hitting home runs left and right, and maybe Nelson Could Cruz be, in that lineup too. Maybe that's helping. Could it just be the division? And once again, shout out to and it, this doesn't make any sense. Cincinnati still has a plus, plus thirty six run differential, and they're in last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that division isn't. The Cubs are only okay. So the the Reds are only six games back. They're in last place, but they're only six games back. So. I don't know if that means this is a good division or a bad division, but shout out to the AL East once again. Red Sox in third place, 40-plus run differential. Yeah, man. Tampa Bay, 70, 72, and the Yankees, 68. What a division. What but a of division. Of course, we got Baltimore with negative 106. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good thing we get to play that team a couple times a year. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. By the way, Jose Ramirez's exit velocity is, is pretty much identical for his entire career, 80, around 88 to 89 miles an hour. So his, his launch angle is three degrees uh, higher than it was last season. So I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he's uppercutting. So if everything. his so if his exit velocity has been pretty pretty much the same, it's fucking hiccups. But <laughs> if his if his exit velocity is pretty much the same, then doesn't that kind of debunk the whole PED? Because I feel like his exit velocity would be less, like, like at its maximum in the years that he we think that he used compared to what it is now. You're saying that it's pretty much the same? Yeah, last year was 88.9. This year is 88.5. So, but, but that's okay. the thing. And, and that's the thing that a lot of users will tell you is that it's it's not like the Popeye spinach, you know, that you, you take the the spinach yeah, and I your muscles thought, get bigger. You know, it, yeah. it, steroids help you recover better. Maybe, maybe he's making contact on baseballs and it's going 88.5 miles an hour. But maybe he's late on it. Maybe he's not, yeah. you know, the, his barrel percentage is down. You know what I mean? His barrel percentage is two points lower than it was last year. Um, I always look at, I always look at those PEDs kind of like if we, we all, we, we're, we as fans know that it's a grind for 162 games. Mm-hmm. So I always looked at those PEDs kind of like this, this is going to get me through the game, through the game as if I just rested for a week right? and I'm good to go and I'm focused kind of like an Adderall. That's why athletes take Adderalls to focus more or whatever. Um, 
Actually, I don't know if that's why they take Adderall's. I know that's what. Let's keep it, man. Students. That's what students take Adderall for. To we'll focus. keep it in there. We'll keep it in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, are, are my are my hiccups coming loud and clear? Yeah, yeah. sure are. They sure are. <laughs> this whole time I've been trying to back up, but I can't. <laughs> it's all good. Fuck. It's all good. Um, yeah, man. I I so I think I think that there's something to it. Now that I'm looking at his launch angle has been increasing every year. This year, it's the highest it's ever been. So, I mean, maybe maybe he's just trying to hit everything for a home run. Yeah, maybe he, he needs to find like a happy medium right in between what where he is now and what he was his rookie. I guess like that launch angle in between all of that. Yeah. But again, I don't really – I mean, well, you know how I feel about launch angle. It's I feel like it's just a product of the – of the outcome it's it's i don't i didn't really think that i I really i really can't believe that baseball players are going up there with the mindset of like trying to get like uppercut the ball enough you know yeah i feel like barreling the ball square is will do the job getting the or or going up there with the idea in mind that you want to get the ball in the air but but without changing your approach you know um I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think that's what needs to happen. Just get the ball in the air. Don't hit grounders. But let me not let me not try to do a freaking a duke it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Okay, so that's Jose Ramirez. Let's move on to uh, Max Scherzer and the Washington Nationals. So Max Scherzer this year is I think he's this year's Jacob DeGrom, except his luck is worse than Jacob DeGrom's. And I don't know if you have that spreadsheet that you've been using to debunk my uh, kill the wind theory or whatever, but something tells me that if you plug in Max Scherzer's numbers, that that his output should be more than what it is. So this is what's happening with Max Scherzer. He leads all of baseball in war, but he has okay. a two and five record and his team is two and 10 in his starts. Okay. So I think that, at this point, the Nats are t- 10 games behind uh, behind in the AL East, or the NL East, rather. He's eight, they're eight games behind in the sec- for the second wild card. I think it's time for the Nats to sell, and I think that if they want to get quality players in return, that Max Scherzer needs to be dealt to a team, to a contender. Um, and it has to be a contender that's good, that is looking to win a championship either this year or next year because he only has two years on his contract and he's worth a shitload of money. So you're gonna want um you're gonna want a lot of money back. He's owed eighty four plus million dollars over the next two seasons. So worth it. I think he's worth it too. He's a phenomenal pitcher. Maybe his ERA isn't as good as it as it's been in the past. His whip isn't as good as it's been in the past. But he's not he you know, like yesterday he he turned over a, a two nothing lead against the Miami Marlins to his bullpen and they couldn't they couldn't secure it. They lost the game, you know? Um well, the, the, the Nationals bullpen Nationals bullpen is terrible. Oh my god. They're the horrible. Nationals are terrible. Yeah. Well, FIP FIP, he leads the league in FIP, right? Yeah, exactly. So that that goes to show that if if it's just without a defense, he would he's the best pitcher in baseball, I guess. Right. Yes. His defense isn't helping him out as much if his FIP is 2.3 versus his regular area of 3.26. Right. So his defense is costing him an entire run almost essentially and his bullpen too. I think it was uh yeah. I think it was John Heyman yesterday 
who put out a tweet. I'm going to talk very slowly so that I can find it and read it to you guys. But he put out a tweet <laughs> yesterday ah. that, that said um, that the Nats are 2-10 and 10 in games that Max Scherzer pitches. God damn it. Um, a big reason is that the Nats pen uh, has an 11.71 ERA in his starts. That's the highest pen ERA for a starter in baseball. So, one, his defense doesn't help him, clearly. We see that with the difference between in, in FIP and and uh, an ERA. And, B, his bullpen isn't helping him either. And I think I looked this up. I think that his – if you subtract ERA from FIP, I think it's almost a run less than his ERA. I think that it ranks in the top ten in baseball, meaning that it shows that his, his defense is not – he's not get, he's not getting the help from his defense. You know what I mean? So – yeah. All right. So you're so you're the Nats and the are you the Yankees? You want Max Scherzer? What kind of package deal are you putting together to get so, Max Scherzer? So, and that's the thing is that the Yankees have been the ones that have been rumored. I think that in the MLB Network they were talking about sending Greg Bird and um, I think it was Loisiga. It was Greg Bird, Loisiga, Miguel Andujar, and I forget who the who the fourth player was. And while like if I'm the Yankees, you do that in a in a heartbeat. Why yeah, the fuck would the Nats want to Bird? That? Yeah, Greg Bird. Yeah. Come on. I Greg know. Bird. I don't feel bad for the guy because we we find out he's he's a nice guy according to some people. <laughs> but come on. Is he a selling point at any in any trade talk right now? No, I, mean, I think he he's a he, I think he he's a throwing. I think he's a throwing, you know. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that that's going to I think it's going to take Omega Duhar. I think it's going to Oh, I think the fifth the fourth player was Clint Frazier. It was Bird and Duhar, Frazier and goddamn it, Loisiga. Which they better they better throw in, they better throw in Estevan Florial too. But hold on a second, is Shit. if you t- take away Bird because Bird is a, literally just a throw-in player in there, right? Like he doesn't make a difference in that trade. But the the Loisiga, Clint Frazier and Miguel and Duhar, that's not enticing enough to to land Max Scherzer. You think? Clint Frazier, Miguel and Duhar, and Loisiga. I don't think that's enough for Scherzer, man. But keep in mind that Scherzer, you're also taking eighty-four million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. When, well, okay, per, like player caliber, I don't think it's enough. But when you take into account that you're you're eating that contract, yeah, I guess, I guess that can get it done. That and, can get it done. And I'm assuming that that's what was included as well. I think that if you're the Yankees, in a heartbeat, you do it. And I think that if you're the Nats, you might consider it. But there might be other teams that could offer you more money. But I'm trying to think of what are some other teams. That can Padres. afford to take on eighty-four million dollars, um, <laughs> and have the prospects to to deal players. Yes, the Dodgers is one of them because they they have they have an endless amount of money. They're like the Yankees and the Red Sox; they can spend. But the yeah, thing I was is, I say the Padres, the Padres, but the money, but the money, the money. But they could. I mean, the the thing with the Padres is they can give you a high quality. You know, they can give you a, a Tatis Junior or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That might be worth more. Then you know that might be worth for the Nats. It might be worth to say, okay, if you give us Tatis Jr. and a couple of other players, you know, we'll eat twenty million dollars of his contract or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And, and then it's cheaper for the Padres. I don't know. I'm you know, thinking. I'm thinking Dodgers, Yankees. But then again, those teams are like they're hesitant to want to go past the threshold now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But isn't isn't Max Scherzer's deal structured like to defer over across more years? How much is he getting paid? On a per year basis, 
this year and the next. So when I looked at spot rack, I, I had seen that on baseball reference that some of it was deferred. Um, when I look at spot rack, I can't see what the deferment is. And usually they break it down. So mm-hmm. it, mu- it, it either must be that it's not significant or or they we just don't have the details. Because I'm looking at, okay, so let's say there it's not deferred. He's getting paid 37 this year and then 35 next year. Theoretically, the Astros could take him on. The Astros, oh my God, can you imagine that? They could, they, they could, they have, they have enough prospects, and they actually can take on that contract. Um, I think that would be super unfair for baseball. But oh my God, Garrett Cole, Verlander, Scherzer, Jesus, That's yeah, not man. Fair. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I think that, and then it's okay. So here's the other option. Here's the other option. The Nats. They haven't been playing to the to the like like Juan Soto for example hasn't been Juan Soto of last year but he's starting to heat up he made the the top ten hitters from last week on my list this week so he's starting to heat up Rendon has been playing at a really high level he's probably going to get traded at the deadline you could probably get a couple of prospects there um, and it's the bullpen so isn't it feasible that you could possibly get some bullpen arms and fix this problem? You know, because the Nats, if we compare the Nats rosters to, say, the Mets, for example, and the Mets have been on fire since we talked shit about them last week. It's it's the welcome to the show jinx, I'm telling you. Um, I think that the Nats are better than the Mets, personally. Do you? I think I think Pat, I think Patrick Corbin has been better than, than we expected. Max Scherzer has been amazing this year, and Steven Strasburg has been really good, too. Yeah. And then you have Juan um, Soto, Rendon. These are these are quality players. You know what I mean. So what you, so what you're saying is is instead of fixing instead of trading your trading guys away, they should sign Kimbrel and maybe trade for another bullpen arm and fix it. I don't know why I don't know why anybody hasn't signed Kimbrel yet. Let alone a team whose bullpen is imploding as we speak. Yeah, who, who can't win? Your best starter can't win a game because of the bullpen. I mean, well, to be fair, the, the Nats. I mean, they can sign Kimbrel. I feel like they have the their payrolls sitting at one sixty three, so they have room to sign. And they have Doolittle, who's a an elite reliever. They have a good reliever in their pen. You know what I mean? Maybe he's not having yeah. a good year this year. I think he's having a decent year, but um, he's he's a really good relief pitcher. I mean, last year I think he 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 was pitching to like a one something ERA, if I remember correctly. Um, so so the Nats are nine and a half games back from first place and as good as i think philly is maybe because they just haven't hit that stride yet but i feel like they philly can lose a game to anybody from what yeah. i've seen they're not scaring me right now no yeah they're, they're really not even though i i still think they're the favorite to win the division mm-hmm. we i think we said that in the beginning but nobody's really running away with it yet you know so add let me see their, their bullpen does suck holy shit the only person with a decent era is Doolittle, and he has a 368 era but we know that he has potential we know that he could be better than this so add one or two more arms. Say I don't know. Say, say the Yankees make a run for Anthony Rendon. Gio Urshela starts playing like he normally plays, and they're looking to put somebody over at third for the rest of the year. And the Yankees say, "We'll give you Tommy Canley and um, I'm trying to think of another bullpen. Let's say they wouldn't do Dylan Batances, but let's say they do Tommy Canley and Adam Aravino or something. I don't know. No, he's worth too much money." Who could Holder? they give up? Holder? Nah, he's not good enough. Betances. He's good. Oh, man. That would hurt. But I guess, all right, let's say they say Batances and, and Tommy Canely for Anthony Rendon. Would you do it? 
Yeah, I would do it. But again, that. But then you're hurting your lineup. Like, what? Then you're hurting your lineup. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the Yankees should touch it. I don't think the Yankees should touch their team. Unless, Me neither. I mean, they're gonna. They, you think they're gonna get Keiko? It looks like they're they're scouting him out. It looks like you know, but but is that just them doing what their due diligence, or is it for real? But I mean, I just feel like I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't trade anybody who's on the roster right now for like Rendon. I guess I, w- I wouldn't touch it. The Yankees don't need to improve. I mean, no. you can never, you can never not have a, a good team. You know, you can always improve, but. The, the Keiko thing makes more, more sense because so they don't have to give anything up. But then again, what are they hoarding all these prospects for? Like, what what's the big splash that they're going to do? They, they, can't, they can't have all these guys up in the majors. Some of these guys are going to have to go back down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just saw this, by the I, way. I think Votto has a hamstring injury? No. Stop. What? I am you have the getting Fuku hit this with year. injuries left and right. You are the Fuku this year. I think the Fuku fucked with you, gave you that that six zero, six one standings, and then it's it's now it's gonna destroy you. Yeah, wow. I have four guys on the ten day DL, which is really some bullshit. Some bullshit because ten day DL my ass more like the fifty or twenty something <laughs> day DL, and then I have three guys day to day, and another one of my guys not in the lineup today. Damn man. Wow. Oh yeah. man, you know what? That's why there's well that's it's that's it's a good thing that you have the lead in the standings that you have because that's why that's why you go do everything you can to win the first games of the year of exactly the year, just in case something like this happens exactly that's why I always say a win in April is just as important as a win in October a win is a win and damn it how come we as humans don't have a cure for hiccups I don't know but th- I'm I'm like imp- a, like I got a pillar I got to like tell you something CT, that I could take my timer since we started talking was 48 minutes ago. Your hiccups has been here for the entire forty-eight minutes. This is impressive. I'm gonna keep yeah. an eye on this, guys, and I'll keep you. I'll keep you abreast of the time <laughs> as we <laughs> as we roll on here. CT. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, so I figured it would be interesting if you and I filled out an all-star ballot together um, while we're on the while we're on the air, as we say. Let's so go. click on that link and. Let's talk about this while we while we decide. So let me know when you're there, and we'll. I'm here. All right, for first base in the American League, who do you got? First base in the American League. Hmm. I know who I'm picking already, so let me go first, and then you can. Okay, I'm a Yankees fan, but I honestly believe that it should be Luke Voigt. Oh man, this is a tough one. I mean, are we trying to? Is this? I forget. I forget when you're making a ballot. Are you allowed to pick just? Is just one player? I think one player. Yes. You know what? I'll give it to Voy. He's been he's been consistent and consistent enough. I think the so, only uh, the only other player that I would consider is is Carlos Santana because he's been really good this season. But I think that Luke Voigt has, has been more important to his team. I know that that's kind of lame to no, say. No, definitely. I know. I know. But he's been he's been way more important to the Yankees. And he's gone on, on runs where, you know, exactly when the Yankees needed him to go on a run. Um, so I'm going Luke Voigt. Okay. All right. I won't, I won't fight you. All right. Let's do National League. Oh, shit. Give me Josh Bell. Yeah. Hands down. I agree. 100%. What is, Josh Bell, what is he on? Alonzo. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's on something because there's no way he had that type of season last year. 
Oh my God, Freddie wow. Freeman's been Reese really Ho- good. Reese, Reese Hoskins too, though. Reese Hoskins been really good this season. Yeah, I'm so happy I see Eric Hosmer turning it around. Not not that he's you know this impact player he was on Kansas City, but I like that he's not a, a scrub like he was last. Year. Same last here. Year. I'm a, I'm a huge Eric Hosmer fan. As, so I'm gonna I want, add, the, Red, I want I, the Red Sox to get him. I'm gonna add a topic for after this that we need to discuss. Um, but now that we're mentioning it, let me just write it down. So I don't forget. After the All Star, we're gonna talk, discuss this topic here. All right, let's move on. That's what we call a tease in the business, CT. Um, <laughs> second, second base, American League. I'm gonna go with Merrifield. You almost, almost got to give it to Lemayhew. Lemayhew. Chavis has been really good too. Chavis has been good too. Yeah. Mer- uh, Whit Merrifield has been really good. Um, it's between Chavis and, I mean, okay, Tommy LaStella <laughs> is, is doing some oh, other shit this year. Oh, my God, yeah. So, I guess, like, if we're going numbers-wise, giving it to him, but in terms of, like, impact, Chavis has been an impact impact on the Red Sox. Yeah. he has been a big impact on the Yankees. lemayhew has been the most consistent player on the Yankees. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have the best numbers. Um, no. No. So, if we go by who deserves it, it's between Chavis and Lestella, I think. No, it is. It is, yeah. Um, hmm. Chavis has played less games, right or no? Yeah. yeah, he definitely has because he didn't start the season on the ro- on the opening day roster. Did Lestella? So. Because Lestella was a bench player with the Cubs. I have no idea. Let's take a look. Lestella has played 48 games. I love baseball reference. And Chavis has played... And I love fast internet. Thirty-three games. So Lestella okay. has been more consistent for longer. Give it to Lestella. All right, Lestella. I mean, that's that's a random ass guy to have on a All Star ballot. But <laughs> all right, National League second base. Uh, uh, this one's Kettle tough. Marte. Oh, Kettle Marte. Yeah, he's been really good this year. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the easy one. Wait, they have Mike Mustakas at second base. Yeah, man, he was playing second with the with the Brewers, and then they who did they sign so that they can move him over? I can't remember. They signed somebody so that they can slide Mustakas back over to third, but I can't remember who it was. Um, so let's forget I said that. I think it's Kettle Marte. I agree with you. Okay. Okie dokie. Uh, third base, American League. Rafi Devers, I think he's been. Out of this world over the last two three weeks, yeah. Why the fuck is uh, Kyle Seager listed? Kyle Seager? He just came back like two days ago. I think they put everybody up here. Oh, okay. every starting third baseman. I'm gonna so go. Why is, Jose Ramirez, why is Jose Ramirez up there? Yeah, that's true. Maybe he's been playing third base primarily. I'm going Rafi Devers. Okay. Ooh, Hunter Dozier though. Oh right, damn. I might have to give it to Doja. He's been he's been really consistent all year. I he think. has been. Wow, that's a tough one though. No, you're right. You're right. Rafi Rafi kicked it on like two three weeks ago. Doja's been good all season long. I think you're right. Yeah, and numbers. I mean, he has the best numbers as well. Yeah. All right, National wow. League. I don't even think I need to look at this. No, nah, honestly, I was gonna say yeah, Chris Bryant, but. No, Nolan no, Renato, no. The, this last month, Nolan Renato has been insane. So I got to go with Renato again. That's my dog. Um, all right. 
Echoreta. Are you are you are you selecting these because I'm just scrolling through. Yeah, no, I'm selecting. I'm not selecting. I'm selecting. Echoreta. That means shortstop. Shortstop. Dominican. Um, See another one of my guys up there. Very happy. Tim Tim Anderson. Anderson. He's gonna fall off soon. You think? (laughs) Why would you say something like that, man? I don't know, man. I don't need this right now. It's wow. a beautiful I didn't, day. I didn't think Carlos Correa was having this good of a season. It's a beautiful day in the Glaberhood. A beautiful day for a Glaber. Would you, you be go- my... I think Correa is having the best... It's it For me, it's between Correa, Bogarts, and Glaber. Damn, so you you don't like Tim Anderson, huh? Tim and... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about Tim Anderson. Shit, even Elvis Andrews is having a good year. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, I, I guess, like, numbers-wise, Correa, but... Man, ever since Correa proposed to his girl, I'll say, I always say this. Ever since he's proposed to his girlfriend, and after that World Series, World Series win, I just look at him different. He has it all. He doesn't need an All Star. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I'm gonna eliminate Glaber. Jorge Polanco is having a good year too. Actually, he has the best numbers. Jorge Polanco. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, let's give it to him. Jorge Polanco, it is. All right. National League. Javi Baez comes to mind immediately. Um, DeJong. DeJong is having a good season. Oh, watch your language. DeJong? DeDong. DeDong? DeJong is having a good season. Yep. He was a top prospect. I remember him being selected up high, like not long ago, too. These hiccups are just coming more frequently. Yeah, this is impressive, man. We're entering minute 54 here with the hiccups. I'm going DeJong. Dejong, Dejong, Baez. I'm going Javi yeah. Baez. Okay. That's you know he's gonna get it any, yeah. anyways. He's like one of the most popular players. Let me just do a quick once over. I think it's Javi Baez. Fernando Tatis is having a better year than I thought, even though he's been hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt all this time. So I honestly think those numbers will be a little bit worse because you know he's been <laughs> gone since like April 30. Um, quick, yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. Here. I'm dying. All right. <laughs> quick fact Water's check. Water's not helping. Holding my breath is not helping. <laughs> quick fact check. I said that Dejong was was drafted high. False news. He was he was uh, or fake news rather. He was drafted in the thirty eighth round. Thirty eighth round in two thousand and fourteen. Elected to stay in college and then was drafted again the following year and was drafted in the fourth round. Mm. Just wanted to correct that. All right, catcher. Uh, I um, so top of my I mind. Given this. Yeah, I, I would have given this to uh to Gary. Twins catcher. Oh yeah. But he's not even up here. So is he not yeah, even he is. starting catcher? Jason Castro. No, it's not Jason oh, Castro. Oh, Carver. It's, uh, Car- it? Carver. The guy that got yeah. hurt. Yeah. He wasn't even the starting catcher? What the hell? Mm, I've been lied to I, all no, the he was the backup. Uh Jason Castro got hurt. Carver took over, then he got hurt. Catcher Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, honestly. I mean, He's 16 home runs. No catcher is near that. <laughs> That's insane. And for the National that League, is, I think it's hands down Wilson Contreras. There's no, like, there's not even. Yeah, get them. Oh, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> for a second, I thought you uh, you were going to say Wilson Ramos. No, no. I was like, fuck it, man. Get him in there. No, I don't know. Wilson Contreras. Yeah, yeah Wilson Contreras has been killing it. Outfield. We get to pick three. This is going to be tough. Um, wow. Michael Brantley has been a beast. He has. Sinsu Chu. Jesus. 
Joey Gallo. I want to give. I want to get Gallo in there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna select Gallo. You pick the next one. Yeah. Oh man, Tim Austin Meadows is is a good one. Can't believe I had him on my team too, but I had to drop him due to injury. George Springer. All right, let's go. Let's go. Gallo Springer and Trout. I guess Trout's having a great season. <laughs> like, oh really? His, <laughs> his uh his average is low, but I mean we can go. George 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 Springer has to go. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Trout Springer and Gallo. Mm, Austin, how about I might have to I might have to get I might have to get Trout out of there for Austin Meadows. I don't know. Um, well Springer's on the DL, so. Should we swap or no? Or should we swap uh, Gallo? Take Gallo out, maybe. Nah, I mean, yeah, I would take Gallo out, but he's 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 killing it this year. So, and now you have my child crying in the background. Um, <laughs> do you hear that? Uh, I just hear the echo of my hiccups in my room. That's what I hear. Should I swap Gallo <laughs> for Meadows? I think, but I mean, what do you think about Meadows? He missed he missed some time, but what do you think about Meadows? I mean, his numbers are insane. Yeah. If only we could pick four. Well, you, uh, I don't know. Let's just pick four. Fuck it. We I mean, I know man. you can't, but let's in our hearts. All right, in our hearts, National League. So Springer, Springer, uh, Meadows, Gallo, and Trout. There it is. National League. Cody Bellinger's got to go. Christian Yelich. Bellinger, mm. Yelich. Bellinger, Yelich. Where are these guys? Bellinger's. There he is. Cody the Bellinger. Yelich is toward the bottom. From me, uh, from me uh, Reyes has been really good, but his numbers, mm-hmm. other players have better numbers. Yelich, Bellinger, and and oh, man. Huh. Conforto. There's really no clear cut. Charlie Blackman. Yeah, he just got. He just landed on the IL too. But I think yeah, I think it has to be Charlie Blackman. Wow, really? Yeah, Charlie Blackman. It is. So racist. All right, do we got to pick a DH? No. D- right? Yep, that's a H. Why can't you see? Actually, I think this is stupid. Why can't you pick a DH for the National League if they're going to be using pinch hitters anyways? Yeah, I don't know, man. Daniel Vogel, Vogelcock. <laughs> JD, baby. JD, Justingers, Martinez. Oh, Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Not, nah, oh, man. I, I don't know. I really don't know who to choose from this one. They're all like the same. <laughs> yeah, if we look at numbers. Um. Hmm. Oh my God! The 2019 Google MLB All Star Ballot. Google. What? This is gonna be horrible. Google. I guess it has to be Vogelbach. Vogel. Vogel guy. If we're gonna go by yeah, numbers. I'm good with Vogelbach, but I just if this is being hosted by Google, this is this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> Google is not what you think, man. They're spying on us. If you use Google to listen to our podcast, you might notice that it takes like a half a day to to mm-hmm. render. Truth. Did we pick a pitcher? You don't get to pick a pitcher? Um, that's... Wait. Review and submit. I submitted it. All right. I don't get to Once pick you, a pitcher. Wh- this is... No way. That, no way. <gasps> Lame. Are you sure? Sh- 
I mean, I don't, I don't. That's weird, right? Hmm. Uh, weird. Weird. Okay, we don't get to pick our pitchers. Ah, I see why. It's nah. because this year the the All Star ballot is different. So cast your vote in the primary until June twenty first, then find out who will advance to the first ever starter selection. So they're gonna do it like the NBA. Oh. Okay. So wow. so fans are gonna yeah. pick a list of do players it. and then okay, I gotcha. Do it the NBA way because the NBA All Star game is classic. It's it's can't wait for that one. Yeah. Right. Okay, so news fast. <laughs> so that's our all-star team, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can vote. You can select. You fill out your ballot on MLB.com. And, yeah, share with us on Twitter who you selected. Um, and we will read it out on the air next week, maybe, or not. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's the, here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick before I get into that NBA question. Pablo Sandoval. Um. If I'm the Red Sox, I'm suing this guy for my money back. Yeah, they should. Because how is he having the type of season that he's having right now? Um, yeah, nine nine fifty six OPS. The first thing I see when I click his name, it's like, come on, really? He even pitched a few games this season and did well. That little fat, <laughs> fat guy. But seriously, like, how is that even possible? The Red Sox, and if you look on on Baseball Reference and you scroll down, the Red Sox are still paying this guy. They're, this year, they're paying him eighteen million forty five thousand dollars. Eighteen million dollars on your payroll because of this guy. If I'm the Boston Red Sox, I'm like, I'm I'm suing your ass. You like? Yeah, that's what I said. You neglected your your responsibility, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. We signed wow. him we signed him when he was 28. Like we had at least 5 years out of him of production. The Insane. fact that he's producing this year just goes just proves that. Um I said it if if he ever comes into Fenway or we go play them in in the Giants, I would plunk him a couple times. Yeah, Fuck. man. Fuck it. Insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Last question, CT, before we sign off. This is going to be one of those quick episodes. We haven't had one in a while. Okay. Uh, okay. Kawhi thanks Leonard. For, thanks for sparing me my... Yeah, those hiccups, hiccups, man. We're approaching minute 63, ladies and gentlemen, with the hiccups. Minute 63, in case you were wondering. Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors uh, came back in a big way. And now they're going to uh, to win the, the, the conference finals in the East. Now they're going to face off against, again, the Golden State Warriors in the West, in the finals. Um, and it got me to think who the Knicks have two max contracts that they can go out and get next season. Who should the Knicks go after if you were the Knicks? And I'm talking Knicks because I'm a Knicks fan. I don't know what team you're a fan of. What team are oh, you a fan of? Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, I don't know why you can't just pick a, a New York team. AT. <laughs> ATL, babe. Aside from the freaking Buffalo Bills, you like whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's not let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. That's neither the here. Bills because the Bills will will wash any New York team right now. Okay, that's neither here nor there. All right. So if you're the Knicks, who do you take? Do you take Kevin Durant next year, or do you take Kawhi Leonard? Um, 
that's that's tough because I think Durant is the best player, like single best player in the in the NBA right now, right? Mm-hmm. I think offensively he's better than anybody in the NBA. Maybe him and Steph Curry are like the one and two offensive players, right? Whatever. But there's just something about Kawhi and like the way that he just takes over games and he plays both ends of the ball and mm-hmm. he just doesn't give up that, you know, it makes you wonder, but I, I always get the feeling that Kawhi can fall off the cliff at any point. I don't, I don't think the rent uh, reign as, as one of the best players is over anytime soon with Kawhi Leonard. I don't know what it is. Maybe him sitting out a whole year made me forget how good he was. I always have the feeling that his time of being that elite is limited because yeah. he does look kind of slow sometimes and everything. I still don't know how he gets open. Yeah, you know, you feel like he doesn't do anything crazy, but he just takes over games. And honestly, I like Kawhi better than Durant. But if I had to start a team around either or, I might be taking Durant. So but I, th- I, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me just finish this. Now, now that I think about it as a Nick, like if I'm the Knicks or whatever, I might be taking Durant because I mean I might be taking Kawhi Leonard because I, I really do think Durant in the New York media is going to be a disaster. Right. Like he doesn't know how to handle anything. Right. Like that. He his his uh his feelings get hurt too easily. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen when he if he plays for the Knicks? Oof. That's you know? ex- that's exactly what I was going to say is that he the in New York you have to deal with the media every single day. And Kawhi Leonard is good at it. He's soft spoken, he says the right things. You know, he answers the questions no matter how stupid they are. Kevin Durant has a, you know, a negative relationship with the media. And he, you know, he's he's on to, in a Twitter battle with Chris Broussard. Like, it's too yeah, what's much. That, what's that about? Oh, my God. It's I guess that Chris Broussard said that he's been texting with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant says that he they've never texted back and forth. Chris Broussard said, yes, we have through DMs. We've texted we've texted back and forth three, four hours at a time. DMs aren't text messages. This is such a fucking stupid dispute between the two of them. But it just goes to show, like, why are you even why are you even engaging in this kind of shit if you're Kevin Durant? Yeah. You're the best player in and basketball. This kind of reminds me of when Stephen A. Smith said something similar about Durant right before he left the the Thunder. Mm-hmm. That Durant was thinking about going to the Lakers or something like that. And Kevin Durant was like, that's completely false. I've never had a conversation with this man in my life. And then it turned into like a really weird thing where Stephen A. Smith had to call his like street credibility into 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 a conversation. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Where he's like, don't be messing with me. Like, I know people <laughs> or, or something, something like that. I don't know. It was Slava manka dink go. <laughs> Uh, sure enough, Kevin Durant ended up leaving the Thunder. He didn't go to the he didn't go to the Lakers, but he went to the Warriors. To the so. Warriors. Yeah, I, I think Kevin Durant, so, I think so, Kevin Durant is just a. I think him. I, I lump him Kyrie Irving into like the same category of just babies. They're just they don't know how. I don't think they know how. How good know, they uh, have it. What? Yeah. How? What the position they're in? How good it is? Well, compared and, to so others. so this is what I was gonna say. So the the my dilemma with this thing is twofold. So a. Kevin Durant is like you said. I agree with you. He's the great, he's the best basketball player in the NBA right now. So it would almost be like, like, uh, like when the, when, to go with Kevin Durant on your team, you're guaranteed to go to the playoffs. Same thing with Kawhi Leonard, though. But yeah, yeah, it's almost like when the Knicks almost gave up everything at a chance to get LeBron James. I think it was in 2010 when he decided to go to Miami or whatever. You're getting a replay of this again this season, where where you can make an aim at the best player in the NBA, but. The problem is that when LeBron James 
was available back in 2010 or whatever that year was, there wasn't a Kawhi Leonard at the time. Now there is a Kawhi Leonard. And the difference between both players is that Kawhi Leonard is good on both sides of the basketball and his med- his relationship with the media is a lot better. So getting both players, you're, you're improving your team exponentially. You become a, a playoff team with both players. One of those players just happens to be the greatest of all time. He could drop 50 on any given night, whereas Kawhi, I'm not sure that he could do that. Um, so now here's the other thing with Kawhi that a lot of people aren't talking about is how he ended, how he ended his tenure with the, with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, that was, that, that wasn't positive either. He just flat out sat out. He just refused yeah. to play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's with a team that was not a, that was, that it's still considered an unselfish team. Everybody plays together and, and they've gone on a tremendous run of postseason appearances with subpar players. So that kind of worries me too. What happens if if he decides I don't feel like playing with the Knicks anymore? He's just gonna decide to sit on the bench again. You know what I mean? It's been in his past. He's done it before. So can he do it again? You know what I'm saying? That kind of worries me. Um, yeah, but, that whole, that, but overall, that whole Spurs, I think yeah, I think I want Kawhi because I think that New York. I don't know if you remember we talked about this before. How certain teams have certain personalities, like. Like yeah. the like the Pittsburgh Steelers, their personality is like run the you know they run the football a lot. They're hard nosed players. The the Raiders, are, their personality is that they're dirty players. The 49ers are pass heavy, <laughs> shit like that. Whatever. The Yankees are home run hitters. The Red Sox are scrappy players. Yada 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 yada. How teams have personalities. This isn't that. The Knicks' personality has always been defensive minded. The the defense chat defense, right? That started in New York. Um. And I think that that a player like knowledge right here, man. A player like Kawhi would get so much respect and love in this city because he's going to play hard every single night. You know, if he decides he wants to play, um, yeah. But you're taking the risk of is he going to decide one day? I don't want to play for this franchise anymore. I'm just not going to play anymore. Um, so, well, I mean that that whole Kawhi and the Spurs thing was. Was so bizarre, and I, I I always thought Kawhi was the perfect player for, for Greg Popovich, right? Oh Whatever. my God, yeah, man. But I think uh, I think lately we've been seeing some stories coming out that he wasn't treated the best. Yeah, in that locker room, uh, I think as long as the Knicks keep him happy, they'll they'll get uh, you know what they're seeing now, what we're seeing now with Toronto. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard is the perfect basketball player for any t- for any team. I feel like he's always going to be Kawhi. Yeah, Durant. I mean. He really couldn't handle what people were saying about him when he couldn't win with the Thunder. Oh my god. He still has he still has issues with what people say about him on the Warriors. Um what's going to happen when he becomes the single focus? I mean, he he joined the team like the Warriors where you got guys like Steph, well Steph Curry alone is just as popular as any player. But what happens when you join when you join the Knicks and you're the single most popular player uh and you're the one people look at when you guys are struggling or, or whatever you know and what's the rant what's the rant's reaction like i feel like he's never matured matured as someone that can handle the media yeah and that's a big part of it in basketball and can we discuss one more thing about durant is that he keeps getting credit for for uh for you know the the championships with the warriors i think he was the finals mvp uh twice. for twice right yeah so but but look at what we have now he hurt himself Prior to this, to the Western Conference Finals, right? So he didn't play in the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors still managed to sweep their opponent and are in the finals again. Or did they lose one game? I think they swept, right? No, they they swept they swept the Trailblazers. Not a not a not a bad team. Okay, yeah, so they they swept, they, the, they swept, they swept the, the Trailblazers. 
without Kevin Durant. And they're they're making it to the finals. They're heavily favored to beat the Toronto Raptors in the finals without Durant. We don't know what's going to happen yet. So is it Durant that that put them over the edge for for the finals in the last two seasons? Because let's think back to the Toronto to the Oklahoma City Thunder. There was a time where it was Harden, Durant, and Westbrook. They didn't have a finals. So I they, mean, they did. They did go to the finals. They lost to the Miami. They but they didn't Miami. win. That's what. No, that's they what, didn't win. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So is it is it the rant that's the difference maker? Uh, I don't. I just think the Warriors are so good, regardless if they have Durant or not. But I don't think that takes anything away from how. I don't think that takes anything away from how good Durant is. I just think a lot of people hate that he went to the Warriors, which I kind of hated it too. But yeah, and then and then look, know, at, look at look at Kawhi. Look at Kawhi. Last year, the Toronto Raptors. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They couldn't make it to the to the finals. This year they add Kawhi. He's the difference maker. He's taking them to to the next level. Um, and if they, and if they win the finals somehow, I think, you know, I think he catapults himself up there. He's not yeah. at Durant's level, but he he's close to it. You know what I'm saying? No, he's if, like if 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 uh, Kawhi Leonard wins the finals, then I do put him ahead of everybody. Yeah, me me personally. When he when he when he took on LeBron in the Miami Heat. When they won the finals, I thought or I already thought Kawhi Leonard was like up there. He was a he beast. He was like a legit. He was a legit two way player, and that mm-hmm. was before he started shooting threes a lot. Now yep. he shoots a lot more threes. So, so here's so, a, yeah. here's another option for the Knicks. You have two max contracts. Get them both. Fuck Kyrie, Kawhi and Durant in New York. I think I think Kyrie Irving in New York would be a disaster. I think Kyrie Irving with the Lakers would be a disaster. Yeah, you, you don't that that's like a an abusive marriage. You you left each other because you couldn't stand each other in Cleveland, Kawhi and and not Kawhi, Kyrie and and uh, LeBron, why are you going to get back yeah. together? That that's not going to happen. Um Yeah. I think Kyrie wants to come to New York, but I think that's going to be again a disaster. Unless, you know, his PR person, whoever the fuck runs his PR uh side of the uh of the ball is going to have to tell him, "Listen, you're going to have to answer questions." So you yeah. you know you're gonna have to suck it up because in New York and, and, you're gonna keep getting paid but you're gonna get destroyed in New York. And if I was if I was someone's PR person in the NBA and I, and I had a superstar like Kyron, I'd tell him this. I'm like, listen, there's nothing you can say that makes you look like the bad guy because well, actually there is. If you start pouting like a baby, you look like the bad guy. But basically, your superstar status in the NBA is like bigger than a movie star these days with the way that sports have have blown up. Mm-hmm. Basically, just give a ger- generic answer. You know, we'll play your highlight, and you'll always be good. There's no reason to kind of be, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, nobody has to question my character. Like, you guys in the media just like to make stuff up. Nah, like, just answer the generic question. Keep moving. And that's and it. also, don't verbally commit to a team and then not sign with that team. He mm-hmm. verbally committed to staying with with the Celtics. And mm-hmm. people seem to forget that. Yep, that's true. That's and annoying. The, and the last thing, too, is with with the, the, the media issue in New York where – they're going to be on your ass regardless. The positive side of it is that if you win a championship with the New York with the New York Knicks, you're going to be you're going to be like Mark Messier with the with the Rangers, where he he brought them one championship. He's forever remembered as one of the greatest New York Ranger players of all time, even though he played with other players, you know, with other mm-hmm. teams way more than he did with the with the with the Rangers. The Knicks are starving for a championship. New York loves basketball. Basketball was born in New York, for God's sakes. Um, you win a championship in New York city, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to go down in history, you know, forever. You're going to be remembered forever. So 
you know, that's another thing to consider. Maybe you want to you want to deal with the media because if if you win, you're going to be a hero. You're going to be an NBA legend. So yeah. I don't know. That's that's another thing to consider. I right now my and maybe it's because of the the moment currently my heart is set on Kawhi Leonard and and it wasn't when when the postseason started I'm, I'm not gonna lie I wanted Kevin Durant in the worst way I really like how Kawhi Leonard is playing um and I like how yeah, you know what I like his responses after the game I like that he plays defense um I want Kawhi Leonard yeah I w- I would say Kawhi Leonard too now after having this conversation I agree Kawhi Leonard yeah okay how are the hiccups wow. coming along I've been just like, you know, holding the minutes, like hurting my chest and throat. So, minute still going. Minute and we're we're on minute seventy seven with the hiccups. <laughs> um, I think that's that's it, CT. So I don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna do after this. Are you gonna try to have somebody scare you or uh, tell us how are you gonna try to solve this issue, CT? I'm gonna take a shower. Take a shower. I'm gonna let the fluids that I've been chugging this whole time get you know make its way out. Chucking um, fluids. Yeah. And then I'm going to try that, what I told you, where I got a tall glass of water with a straw, cover my ears, gulp the whole thing. Hopefully that works. But, uh, yeah, this is painful, man. I really don't know what the purpose of hiccups is. Like, like is my body trying to tell me that I need air or something? Because I, I don't know. That's but a great question. That's a great question. What What purpose do hiccups serve? And why haven't we figured out how to, you know, take a pill and get rid of them or something mm. or i don't know but damn mm. man hiccups these these hiccups have been brought to you by audible no just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> all right so let's let's sign off then um and and we'll see if if next week ct has the hiccups still then we can maybe call the guinness book of world records because we might have we might have set a new record my if, ct might go ct might be in the record books next week if, yeah, if I still have the hiccups next week, I might be die. I might be dead. So. <laughs> There's no way I can. I won't be able to sleep. I've never had the hiccups for this that long, man. And you said you had it before we started recording. So about an hour before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking two plus hours worth of hiccups here. <sighs> this is impressive. Yeah. This is impressive. All right, signing off. Okay, everybody, don't forget to drop a five star rating and review for the podcast wherever you're currently listening. It helps people to find our show. And as I always say, it helps us. It makes us feel better. Um, This show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. I use Audible. CTs use Audible uh, before. If you do not like the book that you decide to download for free when you go to our link, you can exchange it for another. Or if you sign up for an account, it will roll over to the next month. So you can get two books if you want next month. Um, there's, and I'm, and I'm talking about any book under the sun that's available on audible.com, go on amazon.com and look for any book that you're interested in reading. If it has an audible logo next to it, that means that you can download it, which is pretty much any book in the planet. So once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. And you get a free audio book download on us and a free month, uh, month worth of, of, uh, of audible. Uh, the music for the show is by VM Varga and Rapternal Music by Naughty Productions. The logo is by Luigi Gomez. CT. Peace out. Peace.